Hey, I'm Allison Ray, and you're listening to the Pace and Pattern Podcast, a place where I explore simple strategies to help us create margin, focus on what matters, and feel good about what we're doing by proactively setting the pace and pattern of our real lives. In today's episode, we'll be talking about tips for designing your dream ordinary week. We'll be talking through how to create a template for how you would love your week to flow based on what matters most to you and where you are right now. The idea behind this exercise isn't for you to create a super rigid schedule that you strictly follow every single day. That would just be setting yourself up for frustration and for feeling just overwhelmed and defeated when life doesn't go according to plan. Because let's be honest, if this year taught us anything, it's that life doesn't go according to plan. This is really more of a diagnostic tool. It'll help you figure out how you're spending your time right now and how you might want to be spending your time. It'll help you think about what do you want to have more of, what do you want to have less of, and how you can make your everyday life reflect what matters to you. I really think one of the main benefits to designing your dream ordinary is that it can help you be more proactive by making decisions in advance, but we'll talk more about that later. Up to this point on the podcast, we've talked through most of the steps of the pace and pattern method. We've talked through writing a vision statement, choosing good goals, making habits happen, creating new rhythms, and project planning. This episode is about putting all of those pieces together and taking them for a test drive. Designing your dream ordinary week is pretty simple. It's basically exactly what it sounds like it is. You take a template of your waking hours of the week and you very roughly fill in how you would like to use your time based on your vision for your life, your goals, and what matters to you. Even though this is simple, it isn't necessarily easy. It's going to take some thought and it's going to take some time. And if this is the first time you're listening, I'm really glad you're here. I think this episode is still valuable in helping you plan your week, so keep on listening. But if when we're done, you realize you want to take it deeper and you feel kind of unclear on what it really is that matters most to you, and you also don't know where to start, I would suggest going back and listening to episode number one, writing a vision statement, just so you can get some ideas. You have to know what your top priorities are if you want your life and the way you use your time to reflect them. Before we jump into the nitty gritty, you're going to need a template for planning your week. If you have our dateless pace and pattern planner, you can find a couple pages for designing your dream ordinary every quarter. And if you don't have a planner, you can also download a PDF from our website for free at paceandpattern.com forward slash design your dream ordinary. I'll include a link in the show notes so you can get that. You're also going to need a pencil because this is going to be a lot of tweaking and erasing and you're not going to do it in pen. Also, don't worry about it being pretty. This is really about the idea and not about the aesthetic. All right, let's jump in. Tip number one is include your spouse. If you're married, I would strongly recommend that you design your dream ordinary with your spouse. Time is right up there with sex and money when it comes to being a major source of conflict for couples. I think this is especially true whenever you're in a situation of major transition or have very small kids. So for us, we just moved to Wilmington, North Carolina with our four kids, and our oldest is six, 
So needless to say, I feel like we've had to have a lot of conversations about time and what we want our dream ordinary week to look like as a family a lot. So doing this can help you have a better idea of what the other person wants and needs, and it can also help you set expectations for what you both want your week to feel like. I think the best approach for doing this is to each of you separate and write out what a dream ordinary week would look like for you as individuals, and then come back together and compare the two so you can work together to see how you can make these things happen. Talking to each other about the hopes and expectations you both have can be a really beautiful thing and it can also help you build understanding and find creative ways to solve some problems. Also, there's times where your spouse might not even know how you're feeling about how you're using your time. And so you're kind of inwardly resentful or stressed out or feeling like a martyr when really you could just have a conversation that might solve the problem altogether. Tip two is look at where your time is currently going. A lot of us think we don't have any time. When I was a college student, I thought I didn't have any time. When I got married and I was working like 30 hours a week, I thought I didn't have any time. When I had just one baby, I thought I didn't have any time. Then I had two babies and I thought I didn't have any time. I feel like the only time I can think of that I think that I have time is when I look back on a previous phase and then I realize, oh, I had way more time than I thought. So Laura Vanderkamp, she's an author who's written some really great books about time and time management. And she says, if you want to lose weight, keep a food diary. If you want to get out of debt, you record your spending. Likewise, if you want to use your time better, keep track of your time. Keeping track of your time is the first step. So once you know where the time goes, you can make changes that will help you spend more time on the things that matter and less on the things that don't. Before we start making decisions about how we want to spend our time, we need to know where it's going currently. So I think this is helpful in even just showing us that we have more time than we think. Because when you write out she recommends that you keep a log for a week of every 15 to 30 minute increment in your day, including sleeping, and just see where those little pockets of time actually are. And then if it turns out that you really do have less time than you think, then I think that gives you even more reason to think about how to use that time really well. You know how like the less money you have, the more you need a budget? The same is true with time. The less time you have, the more you need to be thoughtful about how you're spending your hours. If you're listening to this episode and at the end you're thinking, that sounds great and all, but I just don't have time to think about this, then I would say that that's a red flag that you really do need to find a way to sit down and take some time and consider how it is you're using your time. And it also can be, this whole exercise can be really eye-opening and show you what you're actually doing with the hours that you have. It can also be sort of a um, interesting reality check if you're honest with yourself and you actually do write how you do spend every 15 to 30 minutes of your day. Tip three is think about your time spatially. So this tip comes from Matt Perman's book, What's Best Next? And he recommends that you think of your time as a physical container, like a closet or a jar that can only hold a certain amount. 
we have a tendency with time to just think we can keep adding and keep adding things to our schedule without realizing that it gets filled up. So when we think about it spatially, we can resist the temptation to keep cramming more in. The same way you don't want to pack your closet so full that you can't open the door without causing an avalanche. You don't want to pack your week so full that you feel crushed and overwhelmed by commitments by the end of it. As we go through these uh, next steps, try just blocking off general sections of your week dedicated to certain values or types of activities instead of being precise and perfectly matching it with a clock time. Think of it as more of a flow rather than a rigid schedule. In Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey gives this great description, I mean, this great analogy that I think we've you've probably heard before, but it's worth repeating. He uses the analogy of putting rocks in a jar. And he says that if you start by putting in the pebbles first, then you won't have room to fit in your big rocks. But if you put your big rocks in first, then you can just drop all those pebbles in and they will fill in the gaps and then everything will be able to fit in the jar. So when we're planning our dream ordinary, we need to consider what are the big rocks that we have to include first. That means considering where you are in your life right now, what are the non-negotiables? Like, what is it that you have, you have to include in your week? Things like going to church, your job, taking care of your kids. Go ahead and block those things off because they're not going anywhere. If you at some point decide to switch jobs, then you can go back and make a new dream ordinary for that scenario, but really try to be realistic with where you are right now in terms of your fixed commitments. After you fill in your fixed commitments, go ahead and write in your goals. Up to this point, we've talked about creating a vision for your life, and I've made what I think is a pretty strong case for just choosing three goals, one habit, one rhythm, and one project or fewer to focus on at a time each season. You're kind of saying, if nothing else happens, I wanna see these things happen. So these three goals should be top priorities and you should give them first dibs in your schedule. You wanna go ahead and commit to them so that you can say no when other good things come up and try to displace them. Even if your habit is something really small, like making your bed every morning, go ahead and write that down because it makes it way more real. Tip number five is include hell yeahs only. In Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism, he advises you only include activities in your schedule that you would rank a 90 or above out of 100 in terms of the value they add to your life. You already added your big rocks to your jar, and now's the time to figure out if there's any other big rocks or even just little hell yeah pebbles that you want to include into that jar of your time during the week. Think through if there's any parts of your week you want to dedicate to something like your values, something like family time, helping others, maybe being outside. This doesn't necessarily have to be a concrete activity. It could just be a general intention. And the way it plays out could vary week to week. The flip side of this is the hardest part. is choosing what not to include. You'll notice after you fill in these big rocks, that saying yes to these things means saying no to something else that you that's already currently taking that time. Going back to that budget analogy, in the same way that saving money for a vacation might mean only eating out twice a month or choosing to drive an older car, 
you have to think through taking away something that might be good so that you can make room for something great. Using your time in a way that aligns with what matters most to you might mean letting go of some things like signing your kids up to play multiple sports or binge-watching Netflix. This is an opportunity to imagine what your life could feel like if you weren't overcommitted or using so many hours on mindless entertainment. I think two of the biggest reasons we don't spend our time the way we actually want to is because we make decisions in the moment that benefit our present self rather than thinking about what our future self would have wanted us to have done. Or we don't make a decision at all about what it is we want to do. And so then when something comes up, we just go with the flow of whatever is currently happening in the moment. I think this is a really amazing thing about designing your dream ordinary is that you have a chance to think for your future self and make a plan that your present self can kind of live in light of without having to be burdened by making all those decisions in the moment as life is happening. So tip number five is reflect and review. Once you've made your dream ordinary, I want you to look over it and make sure it fits your tendencies and circumstances. Double check, do I have time for rest, for family, for friendship? Is there time for personal growth? Is there room for fun and spontaneity? Did you include some things that you could anticipate with pleasure? Remember, this is your dream ordinary week, so you wanna make it really good, but it also shouldn't necessarily be comfortable. It should scare you and excite you, I heard a yoga instructor say, growth happens at the edge of your comfort zone. And I think that's a really good place to shoot for as you're working on your dream ordinary. Because if you go too extreme, then it's probably not going to happen at all. But if you push yourself just a little bit, then this can be a really inspiring and encouraging tool. And remember, the truth is life doesn't happen according to plan. So kids get sick, your car battery might die. And that's okay. This plan is really meant to inspire. I don't want you to use it as something that is going to frustrate and overwhelm you. Because if this year's taught us anything, it's that we need to hold our plans with really open hands and be really humble in our planning and then do our best with what God gives us in the moment. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be really grateful for a quick, hopefully kind review on iTunes. And if you have any questions about designing your dream ordinary week, or you just want to reach out and say, hey, you can find me at paceandpattern.com or paceandpattern on Instagram. I hope you'll join us for our next episode where we'll be talking through planning your month and your week. Have a great rest of your day.